Stupid. I'm hot for teacher. We thought we were done. We thought we were finished. We thought we would never talk about a movie minute by minute again. But we were wrong. Join us as we get to know the cast next door. Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of The Cast Next Door, where we enjoy your mother's biscuits. And with me today, um, this week's episodes, minute 33 to 36, were... Hosted by Andrew, who did a wonderful job. His guests both shared the first same first name, uh, which, you know, was to amuse me. Um, one was John Muggleton, who was a wonderful guest. And with me today, the other guest, John Cook. Hello, John. Hello, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. Now, the minutes that you were on, I'm going to say they're mostly about the relationship between Kevin and his newfound idol, Noah. Yes. And in your minutes, first of all, we concluded the end of uh, J-Lo's investigation into how Noah managed to end up in her class after she had not put him in her class. Yes. Uh, which involved some simple kind of computer stuff. It's high-tech, um, high-tech stuff. Yeah. And J-Lo, you know, she sits in front of a computer wearing glasses. Of course. Uh, and looking all clever um, in the style of, of Rick Perry. Uh, the former presidential <laughs> front runner. She put some glasses on to make herself look clever. Sure. Um, and uh, after figuring that out, we then get, um, a, you know, an escalation of the friendship between Noah and Kevin. And it is here that we get some exposition from Noah about the circumstances under which his parents may or may not have died or been killed or killed themselves or whatever. Um, and then they shoot some pumpkins. Sure. Um, Shooting pumpkins. And we, and we finish just as we're about to get to a family dinner, um, which in future minutes, which will be hosted by me next week, uh, starting tomorrow. Um, uh, you know, it's not going to go well, that family dinner. Oh, no, no way. <laughs> and, um, so, you know, let's kind of get into a little bit of like Noah and Kevin's relationship. Um, here, I think, like, uh, obviously, from the first moment that Kevin saw Noah, he has been in awe of him. Of course, he was in awe of him when he was at the hardware store with the skate punks in Alley, um, and everything that Noah has been doing, aside from Kevin's mother, has been to kind of put himself in his in the good books with the Peterson family, sure, and very specifically Kevin, and he's. Um, he's starting here, you know, uh, kind of hinting at what happened to his own parents in a hypothetical, if I remember rightly, that he kind of... I think at the time you don't really know it. And yeah. He's just sort of he's just sort of talking. And so they don't really... I don't think they really set that up really well. I think near the end of the movie, spoiler, that I just sort of thought, oh, <laughs> okay, this makes sense now. That's why this 20-year-old was talking so cryptically about love and being virile and being middle-aged and stuff yeah i think i think the kind of conclusion you have to come to is that his own father much like um kevin's father had an affair um and this drove his mother to suicide 
um, and then Noah killed his father, or yeah. or those two things happened the other way around. I'm not quite, I, I, I'm not sure they really make it that explicit, but they oh, kind no. of you know that the, that's the basic kind of gist of of what happened. And obviously, this is one of the the you know the times where we start to get the hint that um, Noah is crazy psychotic. Yes. Um, now, something that I've discussed on a number of these bonus episodes, and and that has been you know, and and will come up in the minutes that I am the host of. What is Noah's plan here? Like he's he wants to turn Kevin against his father. Yes, uh, I, I'm assuming so he can get back together with with Jennifer Lopez. Because let's face it, you know, if you had had sex with Jennifer Lopez, uh, that is something that you would want more than once. And <laughs> um, you know, we've we and during that sex scene as well, which uh, obviously was you know uh, the subject of a discussion of at least four or five minutes of this show. Noah was a very giving lover. Sure. Um, you know, it was really about um, Claire Peterson. You know, feeling good. So, but he was he did kind of he did sort of force himself on her a bit at the beginning, and that sort of made me uncomfortable watching. I was like, Ugh, Claire, just say no and go home." Yeah, there was. I mean, there's a little bit of a consent issue, but once you're past that, once you're into the actual sex, I think we can say that you know Claire enjoyed it, despite the fact that obviously she wanted to get out of there very quickly in the morning. Yeah, um, no breakfast, which for I her. think m- might have just been because her she knew that the boys would be back soon so she didn't want to have like an empty house that so... and that and sleeping with your 20 year old neighbor is a tad awkward <laughs> i mean yeah there's that as well uh but so you know what what do you feel these minutes kind of indicate as to what noah's plan is overall at this point i touched on this during our minutes uh just briefly i think in my grand scheme of things, I always relate everything back to Star Wars. So it's always it's this is where Noah's turning Kevin dark side. He's he's seducing him. He's showing him the dark side of the Force. To- yeah, I I mean I, I would say okay, but like what is his what I mean his end goal is let's say he gets he gets um, Kevin in his corner. Noah's got Kevin in his corner. Um, he's fully against Garrett. He's fully, you know, pro sure. Noah. Um, so, what is Noah's next step in that plan? I, like, that's the thing I can never quite figure out. Like, <laughs> I, I like to, I like to think he's making it up as he goes along, which adds a lot more fun <laughs> to it when I'm watching it. Like, yeah, because there's, I feel like there's so many other scenes they could have shown where it's like Noah convincing Kevin to send the email. Uh, Noah going to buy the mini pumpkins with Kevin and like all these little weird buddy comedy stuff that they could have done that would have made the movie insane but also a lot more enjoyable <laughs> yeah it, uh, I, uh, yeah I, do, I think it's funny in films where they cut from one scene to another and like something has happened in between that uh, that has allowed the next like you say the mini pumpkins like something has happened in between and it's like, you know, were they in Noah's, you know, truck and he's like driving around and he's like, we've got to go get some pumpkins. And yeah, like, exactly. Why have we, why have we got to go get pumpkins? He's like, ah, oh, don't worry. You'll find out in about 10 minutes time. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> but why are we getting, pu- you want to make some pumpkin pie or something? He's like, no, yeah. look, I'll tell you in 10 minutes when we get to the woods. And he's like, why are we going to the woods with pumpkins? You yeah. know, like. I so obviously we we know that Noah must be very persuasive because he persuades Kevin to go out into the middle of the woods with some pumpkins with him. Can you imagine like um, can you imagine Kevin's like let's say Kevin 20 years later Kevin grows up and he's talking about his high school years where he talks about hanging out with his neighbor shooting pumpkins in the woods. Like yeah. sort of bizarre <laughs> it's like like I don't know. Maybe it's cuz we just yeah. went, we we went into the movie minute by minute so I was 
I guess because we were analyzing it so deeply, I wanted I wanted there to be that next level of crazy that I didn't quite get. Yeah. So, I mean, let's talk a bit more broadly about the film. Obviously, you know, the minutes you covered, you mostly got the world's nerdiest kid. Yes. And the world's most charming psychopath. Yep. Um. So, you know, like, what else is there in the film? I mean, for a start, did you enjoy, you know, the the rest of the film, the film that was past, you know, minute 36? Yeah, I I thought to me the movie was kind of dull. I thought the movie was, but I realized watching it, the movie was probably not made for me. I'm not the demographic they're reaching for, so to speak. Yeah. So, um, to me it was a perfectly cromulent movie. I I thought it was fine. Like, if if I was gonna take a girl out and we we're like, hey, you want to go to the movies? Yeah, let's go to the movies. Like, it would be something we would see on a whim, and it'd yeah. be nice. It'd be a nice, enjoyable time. Yeah. Uh, you know the film the film sets itself up to be a little more like you think it's going to be a little more crazy than it is yeah exactly but then it does kind of in the last 10 15 minutes take a, a turn for the crazy <laughs> i love the cra- i love the eyeball stuff i thought that was super fun <laughs> i i know that that um freaks some people out um but yeah i i think it's funny actually because coming up in the next few minutes that I, i'm going to be covering spoiler alert there is the EpiPen used correctly before you know the climax later on where it gets used differently yeah i think it's funny actually that you know uh trying to remember the climax because it's been a while since i've watched this film all the way to the end uh, you know i don't think kevin shoots the gun if i recall correctly. i don't think he does either john corbett gets no. shot I know yeah that. But so it seems weird that they went to the trouble of setting up this scene where Kevin oh, yeah. is shooting a gun and then he never gets to shoot the gun again. And, um, you know, <laughs> so I think that's a little weird. But, you know, I, I think that the funny thing is that might just be a, like a red herring. Uh, yeah, they were sticking it. They were sticking it to Chekhov's gun. Instead, they had the EpiPen, um, yeah. which, of course, we find out in a couple of minutes. Um, Noah does not know how to use an EpiPen correctly. <laughs> Um, we, uh, he gets the advice via an ADR line yelled from the side, <laughs> uh, <laughs> where someone's just like jam it in his leg. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so uh, like you, so obviously you enjoy like the climax in the barn, which kind of oh. comes full circle to the few, the first few minutes where they show the barn with Vicky and Claire kind of just walking through it with the engine above in the sky. And oh yeah. Like, when you watch the opening, you think to yourself, that is a, why are we in this barn? Why are we looking at this engine? What's going on here? Uh, and obviously it takes, you know, an hour or so to reveal itself as that is where the climax is going to take place. I just sort of saw it as like, okay, wait, when they got to the barn, I was like, all right, we're going to the fireworks factory. Let's get this started. Let's get knee deep <laughs> and crazy. I, I, I loved that. Obviously, what do you think about the characters that weren't in your minutes? Um, we've all generally, I feel, here on the podcast identified that uh vicky the vice principal is the worst person in the world and certainly the worst friend in the world to claire um uh, but again it's you know her only friend which seems odd that is Um, odd too you know uh, just like i've said before i think noah should have 50 friends not noah sorry kevin should have 50 friends yeah um because his mother is Jennifer Lopez, so exactly. Why, why wouldn't you want to be friends with that kid? You know, um, just to to well, kind of take a, sam- a sampling of her baking skills. She is a teacher uh, at the school, and nobody wants to be friends with the teacher, so to speak. Yeah, I guess maybe that's the thing that's. Put, but again, like you know, th- wouldn't that be to your advantage if you're if you're friends with her son? 
think... you're doing you're doing poorly in the class. Maybe should give you should be a bit more lenient because she knows you. I mean, that, I think that would create a social stigma though between you and your peers because they would say, "Oh, that's a brown noser. It's a teacher's pet." But on the upside, you would go to a sleepover with Kevin, and you would wake up and you would see Jennifer Lopez in the kitchen making your breakfast. So. Yeah, that that would be great. But then, <laughs> you know, we all have to grow up sometime, though, and you can't watch Jennifer Lopez make your breakfast every day. It's just not how the world works. No, I guess not. <laughs> sadly. sadly. <laughs> so, I mean, let's talk a little bit about J-Lo, because obviously, you know, it's aimed at, I feel, women who are Jennifer Lopez's age. Yes. And and that that's obviously the core, um, you know, the core demographic it's going for, which you've said you are not that. So you oh, are not no. a 40-something a woman. Not to my knowledge, no. <laughs> so um but you know what did you think of her performance because it she is you know she's in a lot of this film there's you you caught some of the few minutes where she wasn't on screen for the majority of them but you know it's still only like about two minutes while she's not on screen and then you, you know you're straight back with her so uh you know what were your thoughts on her performance overall? um i kind of thought that she like if i could sum it up in a word it would be huh like she was just trying to figure out everything <laughs> like she's just she spent i feel like she spent most of the movie just being confused and like why am i surrounding myself with all of these crazy people like and, the, and it was, she wasn't self-defeating she was just like i need to get to the bottom of this and this is weird i think it's funny because uh, like her her character they set it up as you know her husband's having an affair her son is useless She's oh, yeah. feeling lonely. She goes on that bad date. Mm-hmm. Her, her only friend is terrible to her all the time. Yes. Like not like deliberately, just she's a terrible person and and she can't help it. Yeah. I think the way they kind of isolate her character within the first kind of twenty minutes to kind of make the the fact that she would have sex with Noah kind of credible. I feel like that works, and I feel like you kind of believe, particularly the morning after. I think like some of my favorite minutes in this film is all the morning after. Oh yeah. Where j-lo's trying to escape and she's kind of like putting her underwear on and she's kind of <laughs> trying to soothe noah and she, like some of that stuff's got quite funny because she's desperately trying to get out of there and noah just keeps kind of blankly being like don't you want breakfast um <laughs> this so. is how this works right <laughs> yeah and uh, that kind of like that's that kind of stuff amuses me but like there are like obviously some of the iconic lines from this film you know about a certain book being a first edition oh stuff God. like that um i i think like she kind of delivers a kind of a performance that i would say feels uh like kind of real and grounded yeah it really is in the in the fact that she is permanently confused as to everything that is happening around her in particular i'd say like the 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 dinner scene that's coming up that you just in your minutes caught the first few seconds yep. of where she's talking about the computer class kevin is kind of angry at garrett yep. and claire is in the middle kind of almost regretting marrying this guy and having this kid um <laughs> and kind of like in this dinner where everyone's shouting and arguing and going yeah. and she's kind of like what what and, it, and and i you know i don't want to spoil it too much because obviously i'm going to be hosting those minutes but her final line when kevin kind of gets up and she's like you could at least finish your dinner I feel is kind of like such a kind of real take on the scene where she's, she's like, "Look, pleading. if you want, if you want to have a fight, have a fight." But I've cooked a ton of food here. Just I know, eat right? it And, and then go wants, to your room. She just wants to put on her glasses and look at her computer and have a normal life. <laughs> Why can't she have that? Yeah, and I think it's funny actually that they kind of emphasize her kind of maternal stuff. Oh by, yeah. Before before you find out that she's a teacher, you know, she's cooked a couple of meals. She's a pretty she's, good mom. 
Yeah, she's kind of she's always there for Kevin. She's trying to get into this allergist. Oh yeah, she's very supportive. You know, so there's kind of always that element of it, and then obviously they add on top of that that she's a teacher. Although, to be honest with you, we don't actually see her doing that much teaching. Oh no, so. it's most it's mostly pulling down uh, nude photos of her in her own classroom. So uh, so you know, like they say she's a teacher, but aside from agreeing with Noah that the Iliad that you have to read it, bro. <laughs> You know, she doesn't really do much teaching. You know, have you seen previously? Would you say you're a fan of J Lo's films? Is there anything that you would, you know, any performance you can remember her giving that is memorable? Or you know, I you know, for, for good I, or bad reasons. If if we're if we're talking J Lo, I'd have to say I'm more of a fan of her music. Or oh, that's the most memorable in my head. Her music is more because that was just around when I was growing up. My sister would listen to that or something or not. Uh, movie wise, I think I saw I saw Jack as a kid. I thought that was fun, but she wasn't really a focal point of that. <laughs> I think as I think oh I also saw the cell and the cell was great. I ha- do you know what I haven't seen the cell and Tarsem's last couple of films have not impressed me it's and visual- have not made me want to go back to I- see the cell. I was once so. I was once at a bar and they were just yeah. playing music and showing movies on a projector and they were showing the fall and I was watching it and I was saying to myself not even hearing any of the dialogue I was just saying well I could just watch this and just enjoy the visuals I don't really need the plot. <laughs> I mean, call me crazy, but when I watch a film, I want, you know, yeah. some kind of credible <laughs> plot to go along with the visuals. Um, uh, thank you very much, John, for joining me on this bonus episode of The Cast Next Door to talk about uh, your time and the film in general. Oh, thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Hopefully we'll hopefully we'll do this again with another wonderful film. Uh, maybe we may a little, wait a little bit t- of time after sure. we finish this because it's like 90 episodes of, of editing stuff. It's quite a lot of stuff to be doing. Um, so you know you can find us on First Ed Iliad on Twitter and you can find us on Facebook at Cast Next Door and you can find us on iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud or basically any podcast thank you thank you very much for listening goodbye Good night. this is the first edition